All right, welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed your uh, trip down memory lane yesterday for our subscribers uh, on the Athletic Podcast Network. But uh, if you weren't with us, um, welcome back from the the post game show from from last Sunday, where the Bills captured their third straight victory, uh, beating the Cincinnati Bengals, getting a uh, fourth quarter win again this season, their second of the year. Um, a 21-17 decision over the Cincinnati Bengals. But this this week, a little bit more skin in the game, uh, I think, um, considering that their, uh, their three opponents are now combined, what, 1-8? and eight? Is that right? Because the Giants beat Tampa Bay. Yeah, 1-5 if you don't count. Like outside of the Bills games, because obviously they're oh true. You know what I, that, yeah. I, I I guess it depends on how you look at. Because I wrote yeah. it as one and five the other day, and someone was like, "They're one and eight. And it's like, "Well, yeah, technically, yeah." But one and yeah. five outside of playing the Bills. No, that's a, that's a good um, point. Depends how you look at it. But yeah. either way, one win between the three opponents that they've played in nine games. But also accurate to say is that the three teams New England has gone up against are zero and six. If yes. we're looking at it that way. Uh, but yes, nonetheless, New England is undefeated at three and zero. Buffalo is undefeated at three and zero, and this is shaping up to be one of the more heavily anticipated home games that we have seen here in uh, in quite some time. And ones it, it, you don't often see a home game that has real stakes to it, but that's just what this is. I mean. I know, I, I suppose the um, the way you could go about it is to say, oh, it's a, it's a measuring stick game. It's a measuring stick game. But it, I don't know. I just feel like that's so, I don't know, it's such an outdated way of thinking because they're 3-0. And, of course, it's the Patriots. They've dominated them. The Bills haven't had a home win over them since 2011. And before that, they didn't have a home win over them since 2003. So if you're going by the numbers, it's it's been in like an eight year track. So hey, they're due. But um But I don't know. They're they're three and oh. They've and and we touched on this on Sunday and a little bit yesterday. Uh that it's it's it doesn't have to be a measuring stick. I mean, if they end up winning, then people are gonna be like, Whoa, where the hell did this come from? How did this Bills team get to this point so quickly after winning only six games last year? And being lucky, frankly, to win six games last year. But uh, but the whole talk of measuring stick, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not down with that, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's a measuring stick in the sense of, I mean, that whole phrase and whatever else, you know, can be cliche and, mm-hmm. and thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. But totally. It's that type of game in the sense that you get a gauge of where this team is against a strong opponent but the problem with doing that the problem with using the Patriots as that opponent is you know it implies that the the measure they wouldn't be up to the standard if they lost which sure is true they wouldn't have caught the Patriots if they lose uh, this game but not catching the Patriots doesn't mean this is a bad football team. Not catching the Patriots doesn't mean this can't be a playoff team. Not catching the Patriots doesn't mean this can't be a 10-win football team. I mean, all of those things can still be true, and they lose on Sunday. So 
I think you learn about this team. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, you know, in that sense, sure, there's a, a measuring stick element to this game. But even Lorenzo Alexander said in the locker room the other day, it's not as if this is a make-or-break game. Um, it's more so to me that, you know, and I, I think we've talked about it, is, is just that you want this team to or maybe even out people outside to sort of reset the expectations of this team. And that doesn't mean that the expectation should be that you beat the Patriots, but the expectation should be that you're competitive against the Patriots. And the expectation should, should be 10 wins after starting three and O it should be playoffs after starting three and O and seeing what else is in the AFC. And, this weekend isn't crucial to making that happen, but uh, you know it's one of those things where this is a team that talks about being the underdog. It talks about guys in there talk about how they're overlooked. It's Buffalo, New York. You never get any credit playing in Buffalo, New York. Well, I don't know that I buy that so much as I buy that you don't get credit when you're not a good team. You know, you don't get credit for individual performances if you're not a good football team. And this is a chance if you want the respect, if you want the accolades and the, the attention that comes with, you know, cause there's a lot of guys on this team more talented than people outside of Buffalo realize, um, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. But if you want all that, you go out there and you beat a team like the Patriots. And then mm-hmm. people start to say, all right, this team is, clearly good they're four and oh and they beat the patriots why are they good let's dig in deeper and they start to pay attention and that's when the spotlight's on you and people start talking about guys like tredavious white and micah hyde jordan poyer as pro bowlers um you know people start looking at josh allen and maybe changing their their you know pre-draft opinions on him Mm -hmm. that stuff not likely (laughs) that that stuff doesn't happen if you aren't good. I don't think it has a whole lot to do with being in Buffalo because Green Bay is a lot more remote than Buffalo is and you don't have any trouble getting attention if you play up there. Yeah. It's about winning and and about being a, a team that, you know, beats good teams and plays in big games. And it was funny, the we at the athletic every week the you know, NFL section does like the five intriguing games of the week. And mm-hmm. it, I like didn't even know the, the format of it. Like the editors sent it out and we're like, if you don't know uh, if you're new and you don't know the format, like here, here's an example. And it was like, well, I'm not new, but I don't know the format because the bills haven't played in any intriguing games, um, you know, the last couple of years. And so, you know, the, the intrigue, uh, and the the high stakes games are are where you kind of define yourself, and doesn't mean that this game is make or break. It just means it's a huge opportunity to, you know, make a statement about where you are as a football team. If you lose, people say, "Oh, they're three and one. They're pretty good," and and people probably aren't talking about you as much as they are running into this game. So. That's where it's it's an opportunity. It's a, it's a chance to learn about this group, and um, you know maybe not a measuring stick in the mm-hmm. traditional sense, yeah, right. but but in a lot of other ways, you know, 
certainly a, a massive, massive opportunity. So it's funny. I mean, as you were as you were saying that, a, a, a link just got tweeted by uh, 538.com, and the title of the article is, so, dot, 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 are the Buffalo Bills actually good? And um, the it goes over through the uh, Josh Allen's ELO ratings and um, his accuracy and how his uh, expected points added and, and where, where he rates there. But um, the end of the article is uh, is the most telling part it's in which they they note all the the improvements that Josh Allen has made. But they said, so let's be honest, a lot of signs point to the Bills magical season opening run coming to a screeching halt against New England this week. And their model apparently gives the Patriots a 65 percent chance of winning. Uh, but at the same time, they said they also give Buffalo a 70% chance to make the playoffs. So I think that's what we're talking about here. Because, yeah, the playoff, the, the Patriots are really freaking good. And their defense is awesome this year. They haven't been tested too much. I mean, the only time you can really look at a team that was, I guess, armed to test them would be the Pittsburgh game. But even then, like... That was, they lost Ben Roethlisberger in that game. It just, or was that week two that they lost him? I can't remember now. The, the, the season is already wearing, wearing on my brain. Can't remember. But either way, at the beginning of this, that game, that, that was the only time you could really see a, a challenging offense for, for that defense because it, it certainly wasn't Miami. And it certainly wasn't the Jets last week. All the respect to Le'Veon Bell, but there's not much you can do when Luke Falk is your quarterback. Uh, to which he was, and I enjoyed this, uh, Evan Silva of EstablishTheRun.com wrote of Luke Falk, the noodle-armed QB, which, you know, uh, the man has a family, but still, that's a accurate take. He's got a family, and he's got a water pistol for a right arm. <laughs> uh, but that's exactly what we're kind of talking about here. This Patriots team, yeah, so what if they, they go in and beat the Bills? And we're not talking in absolutes we're not saying that it's absolutely going to happen i mean we're going to get into the, the nitty-gritty of the ma- the matchup a little bit but i think the, the the bigger sense here is that it's okay to lose this game of course the bills will say no we want to win every single week but in the grand scheme of a 16 game season there are a lot worse losses out there than against a Patriots team who is probably the odds-on favorite to make it back to the Super Bowl, if not win the Super Bowl this year. I think you don't even have to lower your expectations. You could go into it as a hopeful fan and say, all right, this is a much different Bills team from last year, which it is. They're better offensively. Leagues better offensively than they were last year, and that's just based on all the talent that they added, specifically on the offensive line, which, by the way, that... O-line against the Bengals, Josh Allen did him did them no favors. I mean, you wrote about it in your piece on it, that he held on to it for, what was it, 2.94? Yeah, he's averaging like more than three seconds. He's, I think, like the fifth slowest quarterback to get rid of the ball, which is, it's a weird stat. I mean, all those stats are interesting because there's context with every one. Part of the reason why he holds on to the ball so long is because, you know, you could explain it for a million reasons, right? You could say that the reason a certain guy holds on to the ball so long is because his offensive line is protecting him great. Mm-hmm. Usually, on average, 
offenses aren't designed to count on that though right so yeah it, most of the guys who are holding on to the ball a long time you know Dak Prescott I think held on to it longer than any quarterback in the league last week probably because he was playing Miami and just sitting back there sure. and doing whatever the hell he wanted not much of a pass rush down there you've got guys like Aaron Rodgers are always high in that uh stat but Aaron Rodgers that's not necessarily considered a good thing uh, the last few years the way that he plays um it has been advantageous in the past when he can buy time and hang on to it and never say die. But I think that's what, you know, when you watch the game and then you see the stat, you understand that, okay, the reason Josh Allen is up there in that stat is because he's hanging on to the ball and not getting rid of it with a throwaway or a check down or whatever it may be. He's hanging on to it to try to hit a home run. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that doesn't really work. And, um, you know, obviously it didn't. Uh, The thing about that stat, the thing about some of these other stats that pop up with Josh Allen that that you see, and he's improved in a lot of them, but it's he's still not at the point as a quarterback where he's super difficult to game plan for if you're Bill Belichick. And not many quarterbacks get to that point. I think he's difficult to game plan for on a if you have a defense that is, um, you know, not coached by Bill Belichick for one, who's one of the great game planners of all time, um, but also not as talented a defense that can't account for his legs and everything he does well. The Patriots have allowed a lot of yards to running quarterbacks, but I think they do that sometimes by design um, to. Uh, give them that part of the game, but take away uh, the other part. So that's, to me, the most, you know, you talk about measuring stick or whatever the hell you want to call it. To me, the the intriguing part about this game is how does Josh Allen in year two handle the chess match that comes with going up against Bill Belichick? How does Brian Dable handle it? How does this offense look against the best defense in the league through three weeks and you know a team that hasn't allowed an offensive touchdown in four games if you count the super bowl um against the rams so yeah throw out their first three games if you want to you know poo poo their opponents but the rams were one of the best offenses in football last year and you know basically bill belichick made sean mcveigh look like i don't even know who who's the slappiest offensive coordinator you can think of Ooh, this is a good question um he made sean mcveigh he turned sean mcveigh into jeff fisher is what he did Ooh, jeff fisher is not really an offensive coordinator but still yeah the point stands uh like this is a really good defensive play caller it's a really talented defense all around it's the biggest test that josh allen will face especially because I don't want to say that the last time he played against them, they weren't trying because clearly they were, and he had a tough game. But given the stakes uh, and some of the talent they've added to this defense, uh, you know, they're not going to, Josh Allen's not going to catch them sleeping. So this will be, that to me is the most interesting part of this game because I actually think, you know, all the talk about slowing down Tom Brady, like, I think the defense is going to be fine doing that. They've done it before. They've, Four games limited him to three touchdowns, four interceptions under Sean McDermott. Tom Brady has not been the problem. 
Problem is they've allowed 183 rushing yards per game. Yeah. But they still slow down the offense, and they hang around in these games. The last two years, they just haven't had the offense to counterpunch even the smallest offensive output from New England. Well, I want to get back to the defense in just a second, but circling back uh, when we were discussing the offensive line, what what has been so impressive, the fact that they have all these new pieces and that Josh Allen is taking as much time as he, he is back there, whether it be rolling out, do, doing whatever he is, trying, trying to be the hero with, with a throw. And sometimes he does it with that throw over to over the linebacker against Cincinnati uh, to John Brown, and other times he throws a pick. Um, just the offensive line, like, from left to right, have been really good this year. And they're, it's not as though they're going up against slouches. The Giants' defensive line wasn't great. The Jets' defensive tackles, pretty good. Um, and they can get into the backfield if they want to. Cincinnati, they have a solid enough defensive line to do some damage with Dunlap, Hubbard, Atkins, Billings. Those are four quality players. And when you see Deion Dawkins, I don't think we're talking enough about Deion Dawkins this year. He, so far, has put together just a phenomenal third season in compared in comparison to what he was last year like he he is playing with so much confidence and you can tell and even if he gets beat he'll he'll crack down on on the defender and take a holding penalty rather than trying to trying to grab a, a, a have it be a sack and a potential fumble and it has been often that he's gotten beat Mitch Morse has was really good Feliciano the first two weeks was great Inseki has been great um, Ford, when he's inside at guard, shocker, um, has been really good. Quentin Spain was really good this past week. So it's like those those five guys have just blocked their asses off, and it it's it's definitely helped the Bills' offense be able to do the things that they want. Now, it is a different challenge this week for them, obvi- for obvious reasons. I mean, they're going to be just. I don't know, a little bit more in tune with what the Bills want to do as opposed to some of the other opponents. And if I had to guess, I would expect the Patriots to go with more of a zone look than man. Or maybe they go man coverage on, uh, on the two re- outside receivers and then have the rest of the defense play zone. Um, so I guess that would be cover two man uh, in, in some instances. Uh, but because I think Josh Allen tends to struggle more against zone than he does man coverage because his receivers aren't able enough to, to shake shake their defenders um, against zone than they are man. And he's he's forced to pick apart the zone and, and fit it into second levels. And he can do it, but you can just tell he's not as comfortable doing it. And so I think that'll probably be the game plan. On the other side of the ball, I would be shocked if the Patriots... Do not attack Starla Tulele. I Harrison Phillips, I don't know, so I got some blowback on, on Twitter when I said it was a huge loss. Phillips has been outplaying Latulale by such a grand degree <laughs> through the first three games that it is a humongous loss because not only can Phillips get into the backfield, but he's shown the ability to be better at holding the line of scrimmage against blockers. And that's a critical component of the job. I've seen Latulale get pushed back far too many times in a limited snap count. And with him, 
And if Jordan Phillips moonlights as the one technique, or if they put Kyle Pico in, in this game, I think that is the absolute weakness that New England's going to attack. And it would be smart for them to do so. I mean, I suppose that whole Edelman guy working against a maybe back Taron Johnson or Kevin Johnson or Saran Neal or whoever might, might be in it. But the Bills will probably be in zone the majority of the time. But along the trenches, Latulule, I think, is, is the weakness for them to exploit. Yeah, they have, well, they have some injuries up front, the Patriots do. Uh, they lost their fullback for the year, and the fullback was playing, I don't know, 40-ish percent of snaps, I believe, for them. So those are, you know, spots where you think that they might have some trouble running the way that they did in the first four meetings between these teams. But I still think – I think this defense is really, really good. Yeah, But I still I think too. if there's if there is a weakness, it's – the maybe not the front seven as a whole, but parts of the front seven. You know, you're you're trying to test out a second year linebacker who in Tremaine Edmonds who has been solid and is growing into the player that they wanted him to be, but is still young and still is, you know, prone to make a mistake or two. Not as prone as he was last year, um, when these two teams met, but but still uh, a young player. The the weakness in the middle of the defense, you've got an inexperienced three-tech in Ed Oliver, and you've got uh, a nose tackle in Star Latulale, who, you know, he's accomplished in the league, and he mm-hmm. has his, he definitely still has his good moments, but uh, I don't know that they're limiting his snaps for a reason, uh, partly probably because of his play, partly because of how, he holds up over the course of a year, now at 29 years old, and their their depth will be tested there, the way they like to rotate and everything else. So the run defense will be stressed. The, the slot coverage and the underneath coverage of the linebackers will be stressed by the likes of Rex Burkhead and James White and Julian Edelman if he's able to play. And Philip Dorsett is another interesting component here um, you know, not necessarily going to work the same area of the field uh, as those guys, but they move guys around. And Dorsett, funny enough, has been pretty solid through three weeks mm-hmm. and gets a ton of separation. In a, in a weird way, he's not Antonio Brown, but he's like uh, Antonio Brown light because he does a lot of, of, you know, nobody plays the way Antonio Brown does when he's actually playing first of all and playing at a high level um you know he was one of the best receivers in the history of the game uh, the way that he played um in his prime and probably still could if he had his head on straight but just the way that he plays and the way that he wins philip dorsett um you know does a little bit of that for this offense so that they're not totally missing out uh on having uh that type of threat mm-hmm. and you know brady is I think he's pro football focus is number one graded quarterback through three weeks. Again, he's playing against, uh, you know, some underwhelming opponents, but the guy's still humming along. Uh, so definite, there's so many ways they can kind of beat you and attack you. And again, they're great game planners and they're great at making adjustments and you can't let them beat you at that game, the mm-hmm. adjustment game, and they will find a way to do it uh, eventually. Um, so 
interesting test, but I, I do think the defense can slow them down. My, my lack of confidence in this Bills team this weekend comes from wondering if the offense can put it together for four quarters and because you need to play that type of game against New England. Uh, they're, you know, unless they come out flat and you can really catch them off guard, which happens once in a while to New England. They're not, they're another NFL football team. They're not, uh, you know, immune to, uh, you know, having those, those lapses uh, in those games where they just don't look right. Yeah. But I think by and large, you know, when you play this team, you're going to have to, you know, limit the mistakes and not go through some of the lulls they've gone through, you know, the way that they did against the Jets or, you know, the way that they did against the Bengals, not so much against the Giants, but, uh, you know, the Patriots will find a way to take advantage of that. And uh, that's that's where uh, I think Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier, and Brian Dable are going to be as important as anybody in this game. Yeah, you know the one matchup that I'm, that I'm kind of thinking about, like, uh, that that could, if the Patriots were to push the ball through the air, and it was you talking about Dorsett that kind of jogged this memory a bit. Um, I think back to that game against Detroit last year when Kenny Galladay just absolutely gobsmacked Levi Wallace on a few separate possessions where he was just more physical, and there were a couple opportunities where Levi should have won the ball, and... Galladay just took it right away from him. And I'm thinking about Josh Gordon and how much of a physical threat he is on the field and has the speed to go along with it. And I wonder if that is a matchup that they might want to exploit as well because Levi has put on some weight and um, he has looked better than he did last year. Um, I actually thought his second half against Cincinnati was actually quite poor. Uh, his first half was great. His second half, he kind of fell off a bit. But that matchup where Gordon, you know he has that ability to just take the ball right away because he has that frame. I wonder if that's something they might, they might, try, to, they might try to go after in this game because Levi is not, not accomplished and this defense is really good. I mean, we've seen it time and time again where they can get pressure when there's actually time to get pressure. And even when there isn't, I mean, I can't tell you how many times Jerry Hughes got into the backfield and was breathing down Andy Dalton's neck, and it didn't, it didn't count for anything, but it was there. It happened. Um, but, I mean, they're not going to attack Tredavious White. That's for sure. They're not going to attack Tremaine Edmonds in coverage because he's really good there. They're not going to attack the safeties. If they're going through the air, I wonder. I wonder if it's that Gordon uh, Dorsett combo that that we're both kind of thinking on here. That that could be could be the one. I mean, everyone thinks Edelman, but they can overcompensate for for Edelman with the zone coverage. Like if you're going mano a mano on the boundary against Josh Gordon, because that's your part of the zone for Levi Wallace. Whew, that's a tough matchup. Yeah, I mean Josh Gordon, I think is their best playmaker on offense the the reason that julian edelman has had success against this team in the past is because like the rex ryan teams weren't very good at tackling and i think this team is a better tackling team in the secondary and with guys like lorenzo alexander and tremaine edmonds flying to the ball uh, matt milano uh, on those passes to the flat those quick passes this team is better in that way but 
that doesn't help you when if you can't cover a guy. Um, if Philip Dorsett can find a way uh, to get behind the defense, if if Josh Gordon just wins one-on-one matchups, that makes it tougher. So again, there's so many little ways. I mean, yeah, they don't have Gronkowski anymore, but they've got a lot of other guys uh, that can still make plays on you. And then when you forget about a guy like James White or Rex Burkhead, he can chew you up for 80 right, yards. Exactly. So none of these guys are like James White and Rex Burkhead, and you might not think about them that way in other uh, on other teams or, and in other schemes. But in this one, surrounded by some of the players they are, uh, it, it turns into a, a you know a way for them to create mismatches in the short passing game. And they still have Sony Michelle in the backfield, who's not um, you know having the greatest start to the season, but he is. Uh, a guy that finished really strong last year, and they had some games in the playoffs where you know he came up huge for them. So that's another you know element of this team that you have to account for, and I think it's what makes them makes them such a challenge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, we are getting to the point of the pod where we are about to enter the uh, Shaq Lawson meditation hour, where we that's right. we try to predict. Um, last week we both accurately predicted that the Bills would win. Um, you predicted that they would cover. I predicted that the Bengals would beat that spread. You had. And I was told I was told I was being a coward last week. When in fact I was right. Sometimes cowards are right. How dare you? I mean, look. And look, that's okay. I I feel like it's even more adventurous to uh to say a win and uh, beating that spread. Perhaps it worked out. It, it worked did. out. It's a long season, though, and it you is know, a long season. Leslie, as Leslie Frazier said, you don't crown yourself in September. Oh, certainly not. Um, so we are both two and one, I believe, straight up. I'm two and one against the spread. You're one and two against the spread. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, because we both got the we both nailed the Giants game. Um, all right, so. What do we have in, in this game? The Patriots, uh, let me check. Uh, let me just check this right quick. Uh, the Patriots, seven-point favorites is what it's settled on on, um, on Yahoo. Uh, so I'll go first. I cannot pick against New England. I can't. And I know it's not exactly what Bills fans want but this new england team is really good and they haven't shown a single weakness whatsoever so far that's not to say that the bills can't and by the way sean mcdermott's defenses have performed pretty well against tom brady since uh, mcdermott has become a part of the organization and that's one of the and i know you touched on it a little bit but that that's one of the sneakier aspects to this matchup because mcdermott for whatever reason his scheme it, it 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 does some things to Brady, um, so I think I think there might be some potential there for this to be closer, but at the end I think um, a late score for New England is gonna is gonna push them over the edge, and um, I, I I like them to win and to cover the spread, maybe only slightly, maybe by like nine point eight or nine points, uh, but I I can't see it being a total blowout. I just think New England's going to do something at the very end to where they 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 put the cherry on the top and and they come away victorious. So I'll take New England on on both counts. How about you? 
Well, I'm in a, an interesting spot because I had to pick this game early in the week. Um, I had to file that thing for the intriguing games of the week Tuesday morning. I filed it on Monday night, so I had my pick in on Monday night, which I picked the Patriots 27, Bill 16. Uh, I think the Patriots mm-hmm. win and cover the spread. But I'm less confident in that than I was at the beginning of the week. I'm mm. not going to change my pick. But well, well, take me through why you're less confident. I, I'm not going to change my pick because then I would be accused of the same thing I was critical of last week: hedging. I'd be hedging. I could. That's what I could do. So I you could, are. You in, are. In every. In every. Um, in every platform, I could pick something different, and then I could be. But I won't do that. So, so I'm hang, hang, with on, it. hang on a minute. So now you're telling me hedging is picking different things on different platforms as opposed to what I did last week. Hedging is picking different things on different platforms would be the more accurate way to hedge. So uh, I didn't. So technically, would be a more extreme way of hedging. Technically, I did not hedge last week. Then, per your definition, not. But <laughs> in I'm, a way, I'm not, not as a, not as severe, <laughs> not as severe a hedge as what it would be to pick two different. Things. Is it still hedging if it's correct? And now I'm in a spot where like you want a hedge. lot of people read this thing so like you know it's a national thing so i was like well i'm sticking with it and i still feel pretty good about it there's there's something gnawing in the back of my brain that but this happens every time the bills play the patriots i feel like you 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 know it's going to happen at some point that they're going to beat them and that you know the patriots are going to slip a little bit and i wouldn't be surprised if it happened um but what also tends to happen in these games, like I said, if you don't play four quarters, if you don't have a consistent four-quarter uh, approach and you have those lapses, they're going to turn a six-point game into a 13-point game so quick into a two-score game that you can't come back from, a hole you can't climb out of. You mm-hmm. don't want to be in a position of having to climb out of a hole against this New England team. So... I still feel confident enough to, to keep the pick. Um, and my main reason for that is Josh Allen and this Bills offense still being, you know, showing some growing pains early in the season, even though they're showing some serious flashes of potential, some long drives, sustaining, um, you know, sustaining success and, and staying on schedules and offense. They really look so much better. But some of the low points and the way Josh Allen is taking care of the football at times, is he going to be able to mentally process mentally and emotionally process what's happening on the field on, on Sunday for four quarters? I think he's going to have his moments, but is he going Mm -hmm. to be able to do it for four quarters? That's a fair point until I see it against Bill Belichick until you see it. And I know that sounds like such a stupid, you know, What's the point of predicting it if you're going to go based on the the past results, you know, because it's like, but until you see a Bills team that actually is different and actually does beat this team, you know, it's hard to to pick them. And uh, I think Vegas also always knows it opened at six and got bet up to like seven and a half at one point and gives you a little bit of a hint at where the Sharps Mm -hmm. were betting and, uh, if this New England team weren't so good, if it were a New England team of which we've seen the last five eight to eight years where some of them had some down years, this one looks like a good one. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think the Bills have the horses on – or maybe they do, but I don't think the quarterback is going to be quite able to 
match up against that defense the mm-hmm. way uh, they want him to. Maybe later in the year he'll he'll be there, but um, he's going to have to really be sharp, and I'll be I will be damn impressed if he's able to pull it off. If he does, he is without question the national story on Monday. Hundred percent, no and doubt about it. Tim and Tim Graham and I were talking about this the other day on the radio. There's actually thirteen quarterbacks, I think it is twelve or thirteen quarterbacks who have beaten the Patriots at Josh Allen's age or under twenty three. I think it was that we we drew the line, and some of them suck. Like some mm-hmm. of them aren't good. Mm-hmm. The the slap quotient is all over the board. It's <laughs> Geno Smith. Shout out slap quotient. Mark Sanchez, Chad Henney, uh, I think pulled it off. Ben Roethlisberger pulled it off. So it's like it's all over the place. So it's not impossible, but you need the defensive effort. And my question is just whether this defensive effort, you know, whether this defense can actually do it all by themselves. Uh, and it would take a huge game by them to do it um, because I think you're going to have to hold them under 20 points. Yeah. And that's not going to be easy. Uh, they've, they haven't done that. Uh, under Sean McDermott so we'll see Uh, I am really interested in this matchup I I think the Bills on paper stack up against this team against the Patriots better than they ever have it's just a really good Patriots team so I don't think it's an unwinnable game I I think the home field advantage will certainly play a factor although Brady's pretty comfortable here Uh, and I think it's going to be an entertaining football game I don't think it will be a blowout, even if the the Patriots cover that spread, I think they'll do it with a little bit of late, a little bit of a late push, the way they always seem to. I agree. I, I think this is a Bills team better equipped to to I guess go toe to toe with with this Patriots squad, and um, we'll see what they're all about. And what it's, <clears throat> I you said uh, you have to go through and do it for the full sixty minutes, and that triggered my mind to something that George Wilson. Um, who you've talked to for stories in the past. I, I talked to for this uh, big, long thing about 2011 that I did. Um, and he said, you, you knew at some point you'd have to draw a line in the sand and put together a 60-minute ball game to beat those guys. You can play good for 50, but if you don't play for the last 10, they'll find a way to creep back in the game and steal it, which is absolutely accurate. We've I mean, seen it week Falcons. in and week out. You know, know what I mean? It's just that they're, they're so well coached, yeah. and they're so... So many of the guys have been through it for mm-hmm. so long. And it doesn't mean that they always do it because they don't. They don't always come back and they don't always, um, you know, they don't always play 60 minutes themselves. But more often than not, you leave them an opening and you're asking for trouble. And, uh, you know, that game against the Bengals, if you do that against the Patriots, they're going to find a way to beat you mm-hmm. most, you know, nine times out of 10. You get off to the start you did, you know, turn the ball over the way you did against the Jets. They're going to find a way to take advantage of that more times than not. And the thing of it is, is finding a way to not let it get too big. For instance, against the Jets, you turn the ball over that often, and you're not that worried about it because the defense plays the way that it did. And you're, you're, you know, as a team, they're kind of in a spot where they felt like they could weather that storm. The mental and emotional part of doing that against the Patriots is a challenge because it can get demoralizing. You turn the ball over and think, oh, no. And, you know, does this team have a the mental, you know, edge to, to pull that off on defense and on offense to forget the mistakes 
which they've been good at. You know, they let up that opening drive touchdown against the Giants and then shut them down. Josh Allen had that awful interception against the Bengals, comes right back, uh, had, you know, four turnovers against the Jets, leads a game-winning drive, leads one against the Bengals. They've been good at forgetting their mistakes and moving on from them. Mm -hmm. It's a different challenge against this team because they take advantage of those mistakes more. And you know that in the back of your head. You know, you're playing against the greatest coach and the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, But I think there's also another aspect of this that is you can't put too much into this game. Mm -hmm. You know, and teams have done that in the past too, where it's all or nothing. It's going for broke, and it's you can't treat it that way. It has to be treated like any other game because otherwise, if you let it get too big, it can, A, screw you up over the course of a game, and and then it can – derail you for a couple weeks it can empty your tank and uh you know you can't have that either yeah um the one thing that we do know for sure about this game is that that atmosphere in the early stages and in the build-up to the game is going to be phenomenal if there's one thing i know about this area and in games like this and they don't often come in spots like this they will be up for it. And I think it's supposed to be nice on Sunday. Um, I, it's it's going to be a raucous atmosphere early on. And uh, will it will it end up, you know, making a difference? I don't know, maybe. But um, if the way that how loud they were last week against a Cincinnati team that was winless is any indicator, I mean, I think things are going to get ramped up a bit. Um this week with three and zero New England coming to town, but you know that's just knowing the stadium. And uh, if if they put things together and they're in it late in the game, whew, that could be that could be one of those games that, that that we talk about for a long time. Anyway, all right. So we both have the Patriots to win and cover as Debbie Downers for you all who are Bills fans. I know we apologize in advance. Although you can just root against us and root for us to be wrong. So. That, there you have it. Very, very easy for you and in, uh, in your rooting interests. Anywho, Matthew, we'll see you at the game. Um, and for the rest of you, uh, thank you all for listening to the Bills beat or the Buffalo beat. Wow, throwback, throwback to the Bills beat. Uh, the Buffalo beat. My bad. Um, and if you haven't yet, please subscribe to uh, to the Athletic because you get our bonus episode each week on the Athletic Podcast Network. And who doesn't want more hashtag content. Um, but if you're uh, just in it for the free apps, we understand. It's cool. Um, just make sure you rate and subscribe on whichever platform you go to, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, whatever have you. Um, we would appreciate if you do so. All right. For Matthew Fairburn, my name is Joe Biscaglia. Thank you all for listening to the preview episode of the podcast. We will talk to you after the Bills take on the Patriots on Sunday at New Era Field. See you then.